you're really good at apologizing. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone say to you when you apologize to them, that was a fucking great apology? That is what you want. You want that validation, but you might not get it because that person is in the position of being harmed, of being hurt. And an apology is so hard to do right if you don't know what you're doing. So a bad apology, what are the ingredients of a bad apology? Remember that a bad apology is not nice. Sounds obvious, but actually I'm using that as an acronym to remember four apology pitfalls. A bad apology doesn't It's It doesn't And it Well, it's dark. I'm having to add extra light into the room because it's so dark. And it's only four o'clock. I was preparing for this podcast episode today and apparently I was had to prepare for blackout. It's very post-apocalyptic in terms of the conditions that I'm preparing myself for. And then the lamp keeps turning off. I don't really know how it works. I think it's trying to connect to my cessadian rhythms. But I don't need it to do that. I just need it to do its job in terms of lighting me and brightening me. Although, you know, trying to kind of build confidence and lean into my sense of self, I suppose I don't need brighting. The brightness comes from within. But no, it's just so dark. Okay, let me search. I am in the UK and I am concerned about early sunset. Will this be changing anytime soon? The winter solstice is December the 21st, 22nd, which is the shortest day and the longest night of the year. Great, so it's going to get darker and darker. As Christmas comes, there's not much more to do except apparently hibernate. And that is true. This weather, if we're really designed to be hibernating in this weather, and yet we're still expected to in modern society, do lots. I've had enough. don't know where this northern accent has come from today. I'm a bit like Meredith Marks from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Her ever-adapting, changing accent. The rumours, the nastiness. The rumours, the nastiness about her. Everyone has done that impression. I couldn't help myself. I had to, I had to add to it. You have to be open and honest. Just... On the roster for today, the four common apology pitfalls that Salt Lake City's Monica Garcia successfully dodged. And we're exploring two pro tips to upgrade even the most effective apologies, like Monica's. A good apology restores your faith, builds connection, and is so powerful. But a bad apology does not only add salt into a wound. <laughs> is that the phrase? What is the phrase? Oh, what is the phrase about salt in wounds? Rubbing. Rubbing salt into wounds. So, I'm sorry, or I apologise. They are two of the most powerful words in the English language. But a bad apology, it's not only like rubbing salt into a wound, but it actually can even deepen wounds. So that's why I wanted to use this episode to explore four common apology pitfalls. A bad apology is not nice. <laughs> that might sound a bit obvious, but I am using nice as an acronym to remember four pitfalls. 
In this episode, season four, episode 12 of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, one real housewife doesn't deliver a bad apology. In fact, she delivers an excellent one. Monica Garcia is one of the newest women to join the circle of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That's in the cold mountains in the American state of Utah. And it's predominantly a Mormon community. She was excommunicated from the Mormon church. She's a single mother of four and she runs her own business. She has a really fiery personality and I relate to her because although she can be strong in the way she comes across, she's also sincerely sweet. And I think that was really, really apparent in this apology. Let's watch the apology. Lisa, I want to tell you something, and this is genuine. When we had our first lunch together, I really felt excited to have a relationship with you and be able to bond. And I think... We just got so far left and it got so ugly and I'm owning my part in that. I fight very dirty and I say things I don't mean. I don't ever want it to go that low again. I agree. Harder than that. And I respect you. I you do have you do a lot of things that I admire. Like truly, you're an amazing guy. You're, really, you're really good at apologizing. This is the one time where I'm like, keep talking, Monica, keep talking. You're like this. You're like, keep it coming. You've gone through trauma, from what I'm understanding. And I think I've had trauma. And I think that once I start to see, like, okay, then it's like I pull back. Yes. And that's why I apologize, because I need to learn a different way. We're fine. We're fine. So let's run down the four apology pitfalls that Monica dodged. Number one, the first apology pitfall that Monica dodged is not naming the reason. A good apology acknowledges responsibility without shifting the blame. Monica directly acknowledged her part in the conflict, crucially avoiding the pitfall of shifting blame onto Lisa or to the external circumstances of the situation. Now, the authors of Sorry, 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 which is a great book about apologies, Ingle and McCarthy, note that a good apology explicitly says sorry and what for without making excuses or diverting responsibility. It got so ugly and I'm owning my part in that. So we know that the apology reason is... I fight very dirty and I say things I don't mean. So we can see from Monica that the reason she's apologising is for fighting dirty. What she said in the previous scene were comments about Lisa's appearance and she was being very shady. Lisa, listen, I want to enjoy the sample. Excuse me. Yes, go ahead. Old people need it. Okay, Monica, that's low because I'm older than Lisa. It's Lisa, not that deep like for me. Tram stamp. You beg for attention everywhere you go. Well, we like were dealt the same. Bottle, we were bottom of the barrel. We were like dealt the same deck of cards. She plays with the twos. I play with the face cards. This is like the lamest comeback. Oh my gosh. Even though that was a quite an enjoyable scene to watch in many ways, when you hit below the belt, when you engage in below the belt tactics, you're very likely to lose the other person. And in those moments. One of the things that you really want is to be heard. And ironically, we often do the things that actually block us from being heard. So that's an important thing to know. The importance of owning your own actions in an apology is central. And shifting blame can undermine the effectiveness of the apology. Number two, I want to quickly revisit that memory device. A bad apology is not nice. The first apology pitfall is not naming the reason. N. The second apology pitfall that Monica dodged is insincerity. When we had our first lunch together, I really felt excited to have a relationship with you and be able to bond. Monica's apology seemed very heartfelt and genuine. And an apology with true remorse is so much better than 
superficially acknowledging your wrongdoing, because that kind of thing can often be sensed. Harriet Lerner emphasizes the need for an apology to be unambiguous in expressing remorse. And I think Monica does that well. The tone of voice and the word choice is quite important in conveying this sincerity. You do a lot of things that I admire, truly. You're an amazing mom, and I respect you. Complimenting Lisa as being an amazing mom and acknowledging her admirable qualities is evidence that you've got compassion and you've connected empathetically with the positive things about that person because we all have positive things. And if you can't see that anymore, you've lost sight. Three, the third apology pitfall that Monica dodged is not committing to change. I apologize because I need to learn a different way. That is central because a good apology not only includes a promise to not repeat the offence, but to actually offer to make amends. And Monica does this later. She does give that offer of reparation. She gives that little bottle of rum and chocolates. An apology is really about repair. So if you think a person's going to do it again, it might operate more as a superficial band-aid to this emotional response you're experiencing now, but not actually provide a foundation for a good quality relationship, which is probably what you want. Number four, remember a bad apology is not nice. It doesn't name the reason, N. It's insincere, I. It doesn't commit to change, C. The fourth and final apology pitfall that Monica dodged is evading responsibility, E. In other words, excuses, excuses, excuses. A genuine apology requires a direct acknowledgement of responsibility without excuses or evasion. Using words like but or if in an apology can undermine your accountability. So saying something like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but it was a really hard day. Or I'm sorry if you were offended. And I think that Monica does acknowledge what she did and doesn't have any buts or ifs. We just got so far left and I'm owning my part in that. Now saying all of this, while Monica's apology sets a high bar, I noticed two ways that she could raise it even higher. So up next are those two elements that, while not present in Monica's apology, could take it and your own apologies to the next level. But before, I want to just quickly tell you how great this process has been. And thank you. I finally found a platform doing this podcast where I feel like I can be myself, I can dress how I want to dress, I can speak my mind, I can use a psychological theory, I can show my personality and bring out the best in me and hopefully all of us because that's what I want to do with relational intelligence and thanks again for another round of talking shit and talking psych with me Amraj Lally that's at relational intelligence on Instagram I appreciate everyone who's been listening and sharing it so far I love you all make sure you subscribe to the pod on Apple or Spotify and rate five star if you found this insightful because it really really makes a difference oh and share with a friend Always remember, being a fly on the wall only shows us one angle. As my home girl in my head, Dr. Harriet Lerner reminds us, there are never just two different ways to understand or tackle any particular human problem. There are seven different ways, or maybe 19 or 100. My hope is to keep helping us expand our knowledge and develop more relational intelligence. The pro tips to upgrade even the most effective apologies like Monica's are here. Number one is about specificity. So 
Monica's apology does mention that she was fighting dirty and that's something that she tends to do. I fight very dirty and I say things I don't mean. However, it doesn't specifically say what Monica did. And Harriet Lerner talks about the fact that apologies should clearly state what the apologizer is sorry for without vagueness. It's not that deep for me. You beg for attention everywhere you go. However, it doesn't say the names she called her. It doesn't say even that she did call her any names. Monica could have said, I apologise for calling you old and making comments about your appearance. That specificity could enhance the apology even more. Number two is an actionable step for avoiding it happening again. Ingla McCarthy, who wrote that sorry text that I really love, note that apologies need to come from a willingness to make things right if they are to be a good apology. I'm owning my part. I don't ever want it to go that low again. I agree. Offering concrete actions that demonstrate the commitment to repair is really desirable in the situation. So one tip that I want to share, which was suggested to me from a counsellor that I worked with, was when I was living with a housemate and things were going south, to have a code word or a phrase so we could both interrupt that difficult situation and stop us in our tracks from going below the belt. And it doesn't always work, but it represented our commitment to avoid the situation happening again. That could be an example of an actionable step. 